This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Use promo code PNF20 to save 20% off your jig order. Warning, this isn't your typical broadcast. Welcome to the all-new After Hours Where Anything Goes. Do not listen to this episode around small children. You have been warned. This was Sam's genius idea, and now we're being held up by Sam. (laughs) Was it my idea? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Okay. And now he's gone. (laughs) Hello, and welcome back to the Battle and Finn podcast. After hours. <laughs> I'm <What>? Brian. <laughs> I'm yeah, lost. buddy. Hey, we said this was after hours. Anything goes. Let's just throw something together. We don't have to whisper sweet nothings to each other, though. I mean, you can bring a little more intensity to than that. Than that, you know. After hours. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Where all your dreams come true. <laughs> That's more creepy right there. Wow. <laughs> so we were just discussing. Uh, I don't have enough Sun King beer now. yet. We, we were. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be our most popular segment on the podcast. Welcome to, uh, welcome to the new segment, the long-awaited, well-overdue. Pal and Finn, after hours, when you really get to meet the guest, host. the host, true host, come out tonight of Paddle and Finn. Let's let's talk about that real quick before we get to my other subject. So, do you guys find yourself acting different when you're recording your podcast? Because I'll be honest, like you guys all know me, I swear a lot, a lot. And then we get on the podcast, and I just turn it off like a light switch. It's the glasses. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no I know, I know Ricketts and Randall are like, how the hell do you do that? You know? Because, I mean, I'll just go, 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 go. And then I'm like, all right, welcome to the Battle and Finn podcast. And, like, I shut off, and I don't know. 
you guys do anything in particular? Um, I just try to think I'm talking to my four-year-old and two-year-old <laughs> without yelling at my guest. Yeah. I don't know if that was an insult. <laughs> yeah, I was. Or yeah. You might want to clear that your one. Broccoli, damn it. Are you referring <laughs> to when you're talking to your co-host? No. Yeah. Are well, you are you trying to Brad think, there? I try to think like I got to keep this clean for kids, you know. Okay. So. Okay. All right. That makes know, sense. Not that I'm, they're illiterate and. No. No. I mean, my kids are smart, bro. They back up. <laughs> they're already in the ninth show. grade and they're only five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're not that smart. I'm raising Doogie Hauser over here. <laughs> Look, my mom's still rolling around with the uh, with the bumper sticker that says, "My uh, my kid caught a ten pound bass while your kid was you know studying for SATs or something." I don't remember, but nice. you know, I like so, that. So I've seen probably the funniest bumper sticker in that same subject, and it was somewhere in Dayton, and it said, "Screw your honor student. My kid can roll a joint in a hurricane with hockey gloves on." <laughs> Oh. <laughs> wow. It's body specific. Oh. Yeah, I was like, wow, man. I was like, I, I'm blown away by the sheer skill, yet brazen. Like, oh, yeah, I can. <coughs> well, that's how we roll in D Town. <laughs> Welcome to Dave. On behalf of uh, Paddle and Finn and all our sponsors, we'd like to say we do not condone such actions, and uh, we are merely just stating what uh, Josh read on the back of a car. Right. Welcome to 2020, where you got to put a disclaimer on everything. Right. This show is not for children, um, so yeah, YouTube, don't pull it down. Have you, so Sam, have you done a podcast where you've run it solo by yourself? Mm. Well, yeah, you do like live stuff for. Well, but even, yeah, I mean, I've done go lives and stuff for my staff pages. Um, but a podcast solo, I don't think so, man. Uh, Cause Josh, you just did one, right? Solo. Yeah, I've done maybe two. I think well, I did one a while ago, possibly, but um, I did the one with uh, with Rogue, and that that one went really well, actually. So that was it. it it'll drop next week, not this week. So let's just There's, be honest. I mean, ever since Brad came to your show, you've been doing them solo, technically, anyway. Shots. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fired. not fair. Shots Brad- fired. Brad's not here to defend himself. That's not fair. Brad, I miss you. You can come <laughs> back anytime you want. You're doing a great job. Um, I retract my statement. Sorry. <laughs> and now you just made Daniel Perry sad. Damn. In the same <laughs> sentence. Damn. You're a great Dan, you're a great guy too. I love you on the on the show. You bring uh you bring a whole nother element. Thanks, bro. That's funny. I'm just wondering what you guys think, like solo podcast versus having a co host. I like both. Susie does most of her solo. Yeah, I kind of like both, you know. I don't know. I prefer it, At solo. first it was weird, but then now I'm just like, all right, I got it. I prefer Brian, solo. You just, 
You prefer solo, Brian? Yeah. Any of you right. guys want Ricketts hey, or Randall? Good night, guys. It's been fun. <laughs> right. I'm just, uh, we just all hang I'm up right now. Wait, are you saying we're your guests tonight, Brian? You're the host, we're your guests? Is that what's going on? No, this was your idea, so. You keep saying that. I don't feel like it was, but I'll take it. Whatever. You were. You were like, we're all on the phone, kind of. Why don't we just do a podcast? And then I sent out a message to the group, and Susie was like, yeah, I'll get on. She's like, what the hell did I get into? (laughs) All right, cool. I guess it was my idea. All right, I'll take it. It was a great idea. Thanks. I appreciate that. You know. Superb. So here's what I kind of find with solo versus having a host. Um, I think sometimes interviewing people solo is actually a little bit easier because um, you kind of sometimes almost like talk over each other or you go to ask a question, you know, when they are. So it's kind of a, a timing issue sometimes. Yeah. But when, for me, when we're reviewing products, it's a lot easier, obviously, to do it when you have two people because you're kind of comparing and bouncing stuff off each other. So I think that's my problem. I talk too much and I talk over people. I always catch myself. I'm like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm the worst at that. Are you? Yeah. I've done it like six times already this episode. It's cool. I don't hold it against you. You know what that says about us? What's that? We're not good listeners. <laughs> it's true. Brian's horrible <sighs> listening. Yeah, yeah. Here I am sitting in the background. I'm just like... Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> Susie's listening. Susie's a listener. Uh, she's a true You know friend. what? Susie's a doer. I hate doer. to say it, but... Most females are great listeners. Yeah. Most guys, not so great at listening. I agree with that statement. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's just uh, who we are. It's a male trait. It is. (laughs) Do you you find that struggle with your husband as well? Is he a good listener? Yeah, that's like he's on the line there. Does 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 your husband listen to our uh, podcast? He's he's listened to a couple of mine. Hey Adam, do you listen to my podcast? Oh oh. To the first few, but not since then. Okay, so no. (laughs) Where's the love, Adam? Where's the love? My wife. I've tried to get my wife to listen to our podcast. Yeah. And uh, she has reluctantly a couple times, and I'm pretty sure she's tried to uh, take a steak knife to her earlobes. I was going to say jump out of the car. While <laughs> she's wife, like, uh, well, my you're monotone. Does. This is boring. I don't care. What are you talking about? Are you still talking about fishing? Yeah. Like, so, who cares so what fish? you caught a fish on? Yeah, she's like, so you go fish, and then you make a show about fishing? And and guys who never listen to anything sit there and listen to two hours of you talking about fishing? Yes, yes. My wife's like, I don't understand half the words that you're talking about. She's like, this is dumb. Can you turn on something else? Now... Here's a question. 
does does your wife Susie, your husband? I don't. Does your husband know much about fishing? Does he fish? No, he doesn't. Okay. So my wife, when she does try to act interested or wants to be in, she'll try and use like fishing terms and she blends them together. I love it. Like I love it. The Ned Buzzbait or the <laughs> Spinner Buzz. Spinner Buzz. Or the um He's you know, giving me a dirty look right now too. The plopper whopper. I like hey, that yeah. better actually. What, Sam, that's name. the new name, the Plopper Whopper. That sounds Plopper. much cool. I agree. Oh, I agree. He actually got one right. He said shaky head. Ooh, yeah, hey, that's my favorite bait right there. That's well, man after was, my own heart. He was probably the one holding the camera for Susie when she was doing her top five baits. He just remembered. Dude, I'm telling you what. <laughs> the shaky head wasn't one of my top five. I thought it was. No, it was one of my top five, which. I need to do that video, by the way. I still owe you that, Brian. Sorry, I know I said I'd do that two weeks ago. So, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Or were you talking about that on a podcast? Or am That's I thinking probably, of our you, group you, chat? You might be thinking, because I I sent you my uh, shaky head setup. That's what it for was. For the NC, that's probably what it was, yeah. That was one of your top five. Sorry. I'm so actually he, working on a blog about shaky head fishing, but not the traditional <laughs> Yeah. Heck yeah. All When's right. that going to be out, Sam? Well, <laughs> knowing me, a month or two. Uh, <laughs> sounds about right. I Maybe have a picture. Season kicks off. Yeah. 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 We'll see for August. <laughs> It'll be June, and he'll be like, 2019, top five lures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 2019 oh. slash 2020. <laughs> it will it probably will be the same it's no joke so i mean it's it's been the same for like three years now <laughs> minus i might i might maybe the whopper plopper will make a a play because i'm tired of getting beat on that thing so i'm gonna throw the plopper whopper that was one of milford's top baits for 2019 that was one nope. of mine as well yeah, that's uh, that's coming out on the podcast Tuesday. So if this airs this weekend, then it'll be out Tuesday. We talked. talked Does uh, he have a top five? Like, I figured it'd be two things, a jig and a whopper bobber. Well, that's pretty much what it was. But we got on that conversation because of slumps. We were talking about being in fishing slumps and how to get through them and how to change Those are rough. Up. Yeah. Those are rough. Sometimes they can well, last a long time, too. Mine was all summer long. Well, we prefaced the conversation that took place in our group chat when he was oh, frustrated yeah. and wanted to sell all his fishing equipment and give up. Venting. Yep. Yep. Been there. I, I, I know a lot of fishermen that have been there, honestly. I usually give up fishing at least once every time out on the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So true. It runs in my family. There's a saying at the one one golf course where my brother works, you know, because my dad and my uncles will go up there and play golf all the time. A shiller quits the game of golf at least once around. So I can translate that into fishing. I mean, some of my family members have been known to like break clubs in half and throw them in ponds and things like that. Wow. Has anybody <laughs> broke a rod over their knee? Has anybody done that? No. 
No. Or is it just me? I've just, been just really close to not really breaking over my knee, but really, really close to just like throwing it on the ground or whatever in a rage. But then I was like, no, no, no. This is like a lot of money in my hand right now. I can't mm. do it. <laughs> well, that's an interesting conversation, right? Because this is something I've been thinking about a lot because I read and hear about so many people breaking rods. I have never broke a rod except for when I've pretty much broke the tip from my own neg- negligence yeah that's the word mm. putting it like in and out of the car or hard. putting it in the garage Have that's you how guys... i've broken mine i know josh has broke rods like on fish like no i haven't you haven't i know brad has uh brad did brad, oh, brad did at cowan um i broke one last year and it was when we were pulling our boats up the side of a hill and they had cut back these weird bushes that had like real like crazy stalks that were like basically kind of wood and the as we were pulling up my rod kind of slipped sideways caught one and we didn't notice it and kept pulling and it just snapped into three pieces but that's just negligence that was literally the rod turning at a 90 degree angle at that point and just snapping so what kind of rod did you break sam Oh, well, I've I've broken lots of rods over the years. I mean, high end, middle of the road, low priced. Um so when I worked for Gander Mountain back in the day, I got to test a lot of different things and tried a lot of different rods, so I've broken a, broken a lot of those. Um honestly, this is going to sound crazy, but the higher end rods are easier to break. Maybe it doesn't sound crazy. I mean, if you know much about rod construction, the the better the rod, the more sensitive it is, the lighter it is, the more fragile that rod can be. Um, yeah, but I think it depends on the quality of the blank too. I mean, well, sure, but what? So, yes, brand new out of the package. It's never seen the. It's never seen the road. Yeah, a, a high-quality rod, you should be able to lift a weight with it and not have any problem. But what I'm saying is when you get up into the higher-caliber rods, those blanks that are super lightweight and super sensitive and, like, paper thin, and you're, you know, putting them in and out of your car and you're um, putting them in your rod lockers and you're putting them inside your kayaks and you're running up into trees with them when you're fighting a fish on the bank, you know, all those little things that you don't really think about, like that puts a lot of stress on those and those little hairline cracks, you didn't break your rod on a hook set. You didn't break your rod on a fish. Typically it's because it's had some type of stress put on it that you put on it unintentionally sometimes intentionally when you're really mad and you've lost a fish at the boat and you break it over your knee. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so those, those things happen, which is why having a really great rod cover helps with travel. Uh, you know, like a paddle and fin TRC cover. Get them avail- available now. <laughs> Message us at paddle and fin. Uh, no, but seriously, a really good go- uh, rod cover, you know, protects the rod tip, protects the guides, protects the blank. That helps, but still, you, you know. Are you selling me right now? Oh, I'm always selling, oh, yeah. baby. 
but, don't know how I feel about that. So that's the thing, right? But you can go buy an ugly stick for what is an ugly stick? 25, 30 bucks. You can yeah. go buy an ugly stick and you can beat the living daylights out of it. It's made yes. for that. It's made for that. Um, you know, so I, yeah, I've broken a lot of rods. Most of them have been to my own mistakes and frustration and banging them up. Um, but I think <laughs> I think you're rambling at this point. I, I tend to do that, so Just thanks saying. for cutting me off. You're welcome. <laughs> Susie, you fish all Kisslers, right? Almost all. Okay. I've got a couple oddballs in there. Yeah. Never had a problem with those. Um not really. It's if I've had anything break, it's just because of negligence. And I'd say probably 99% of the time I've broken a rod, which is the rod tip. It's been in the car door. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. What about your Fenwicks, Josh? Because you fish pretty much all Fenwicks, right? All Fenwicks. All lose. And no issues? I have not broke a Fenwick rod yet. Now, I've seen people, I've been pe with people ha that have, um, but I've also hit, like, a buddy of mine got snagged up in a tree and then did the old, I mean, whip this thing out for, like, 30 minutes, and then yeah. it just snapped. That usually <laughs> See, happens. See, that's what I'm talking like, about right there. And yeah. then he goes, he goes, that shit <laughs> happened, I'm going to return it. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Bro, I used the heck out of Gander Mountain's uh, little warranty um, policy they had. Did you guys shop at Gander Mountain when they were around? Yeah, well, they reopened one, and then they just closed it down out here. No, that was Gander Outdoors. Well, New yeah. name. Same yeah. team, new name. Still Gander in my book. Failed again. But... Um, they had a great they had a great little warranty like for six bucks you could get a warranty on your rod and you walk in no matter what you did to it you just exchanged it. Yeah, and if they nice. didn't have that rod anymore you got a better rod. It's just interesting. I know um, I think it was uh, Brad and Brad and Ricketts and a couple other guys they fished some American tackle rods this year and it seemed like they all like broke on them and they had a bad batch of blanks. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I'm on the Elysian team and I've been fishing. I fished those hard all season long and I haven't had an issue other than the car door with two of them. So it was just interesting. I know they use, What's, uh, uh, what price range are those Elysian? Uh, the alpha series, I think are right around 150. Um, and I think it's a little less for a spinning rod, but. Um, and then they have See, some yeah. high, higher end stuff, but I, I, I got two of mine are the Acadian Arcadian series, which is like a step up. Um, but I got the, a bunch of the alpha series ones and those are the ones that are pretty stellar, but it's interesting. They use a bats and blank. That's why I was wondering what you guys all use. I think Fenwick makes their own blanks. Kistler too, right? Mm -hmm. They make all their own blanks. So I'm just curious. I don't know. I've just seen a lot of people breaking rods lately, so I was just curious as what your guys' take was on it. 
I think it's, I mean, definitely there are some subpar blanks out there, but I think a lot of it is just the wear and tear we put on them, negligence, mo- most of the time, you know. Now, there are, there have been, I'll tell you what, uh, Carrot Stick, um, Carrot Stick's original line wasn't bad, but then when Boyd left and went to Duck It, Duck It, and man, it's been so long. I don't remember if it was pretty or post, but whatever the scenario was, it was either before he left or after he left, and the lo- the line was different. Man, they were breaking left and right. I remember those coming back to the store all the time, um, left and right, previous model or the model after. Again, I don't remember the the timeline there, but. Uh, there were two different generations, and one generation was absolutely terrible. Guys were just bringing them back all the time. Another generation was fine. In fact, I still have one of them. I could probably figure out which generation it was. Huh. That's crazy. So. But, but uh, yeah. We we got Ricketts in here now. Holy crap. I've never been on a podcast with the Ricketts. Maybe not. Says he's in the call. We don't hear you if you're in here. He's just listening to see if we talk trash. <laughs> yeah, dude, that dude, worst ever. I mean, his little hero shot he's got for his profile pic on Skype makes him look like a true badass, though. Yeah, I mean, he looks it's all the, it's all the gray in that beard. <laughs> hey, it's working for him. <laughs> well, he's got to make up for him being so short, so. Is what it is. Fair. Well, while Ricketts is figuring out his technical dif- difficulties, <laughs> uh, he's got some fancy gear. He can't figure it out. No, he take a uh, class on it. He called me earlier um, from it, and uh, it's Sound pretty slick. Good? Pretty slick setup. Yep, he's getting it all like dialed it. in. So I like it's it. Cool. We're all stepping up our pod game. Right. Watch out. Semi-pro, you know. <laughs> Hashtag semi-pro. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Susie, our uh, episode is going to be tomorrow. Sweet. Talking about the the hobbies, the hobbies. I hear That's you right. now. I can hear you all now. <gasps> there he is. Oh. I've been I had seduced. A, I had to I had to switch all the settings around in Skype. Did you sound clear? I just got chills. I know he's <laughs> like he's sitting right. No, that's just no, that's not Rick. It's it's a stuffed bear. <laughs> I'm recording all this too to see what it sounds like. Yeah, we're recording too, man. This is yeah. our after hours podcast. So welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. I'm just saying, I haven't laughed that hard listening to any Paddle and Fin podcast till the JD episode that just aired Monday. <laughs> Due to Ricketts' seat story? Yes. Oh, gosh. True story. I, uh, I'm, I'm sure. I told you. I noticed you I walked you weird. the bike. I know. <laughs> I showed you the bike. <laughs> oh, I wish I had a picture of it right now. I'd share it. Dude, I bent, I bent the seat. Honest to God, I bent the seat down. See, 
Did you happened. guys catch this episode? I haven't yet. Sam? Oh, oh all right. So yeah. you got some explaining to do, Rick. It's... Oh, absolutely. So here's here's how the whole thing went down, dude. I'm, I'm just a hobbyist at nature, right? Just a hobby, a guy, a hobbyist at heart. So I got this wild hair that I was going to be a mountain biker. Okay. Now, I'm a thick dude. I don't belong on a mountain bike, but I was going to try it anyway. Okay. So I'm every hobby I go into, I research, try to figure it out. So I went to Trek. Trek said, all right, man, we'll get you on this mountain bike. I said, listen, I don't want I don't want a cheap one. I want something that's going to hold up. I don't want to have to I don't want to buy a cheap bike and then turn around and sell it to get a better one. So I bought like a mid-grade bike. Well, I think it was like twelve hundred bucks all in helmet, backpack, stuff to fix it. Right. All in. So I was officially a mountain biker. I had no clue what I was doing. He set up the suspension. He goes, listen, man, you know, the way you set this up, you, your feet are not supposed to reach the ground. You know, if you come, if your feet come off the pedals, you're not supposed to touch the ground. I said, okay. So, you know, I'm five, eight, I'm not a tall dude. So I get going and it's fun. Right. I'm like, my, my buddy's showing me the ropes. I'm mountain biking, mountain biking one month, two months, three months. I'm like, all right, this is, this is awesome. This is badass. So then I get cocky. Okay. It's November. It just got done raining. The leaves are wet. I'm ripping through East Fork State Park. It's got one. It's got a really nice mountain bike trail there. Ripping. I hit a root and I didn't know it was a root. Right. It was just covered up and it was covered up with the leaves. So I hit the root. The front tire kicks out on me. My feet fly off the pedals. I come most of the way off the seat and I'm cruising, you know, cruising, going like downhill. The only thing that's holding me is the tip of the seat and it's wedged right up my, you know. This so is after hours, dude. We already decided anything goes. So. so it's wedged right up my ass. Okay. <laughs> So we're not going to PG it. It's wedged. It's, it's the tip of it, like an inch, an inch or so, is Dude, in my Dude, the way ass. you're talking is making this really creepy. Like, I feel like you're trying to seduce us with your your mountain bike seat up your ass story. I'm just saying. That's saying. So it gets better, though, right? <laughs> Keep in mind that I can't touch the ground. And my bike is still going downhill. And, and it's in the woods. So it's vibrating, you're saying. <laughs> 200, 200, I was 220 pounds resting on the tip of that seat, hitting every damn bump and rock and everything going downhill. And my tailbone took all of it. And, you know, it, I finally got the bike to stop. My buddy's behind me. I get off the bike. I lay down and I'm white as a ghost. <clears throat> get ready to puke and pass out at the same time because it was excruciating. He looked at me. He was like, oh, my God. I said, dude, I just got raped by my mountain bike. I think I'm dying. You know, so Didn't went to the hospital after that. Didn't movie. Yeah, well, you know, we were we were like a like two miles in, so I I rolled two miles out, oh, um, loaded the bike up, and uh, headed to the ER. ER was like, yeah, dude, you're jacked. So I had to sit on one of those blown up donut things for like two months, you know. And that's that was like almost gosh, man. I guess it was about two years ago, and it still hurts, man. Like if I sit on a hard chair or something, oh, it kills me still. So, oh wow. Yeah, dude. Somebody not, get a broom. It's a dude, mess. I'm telling you, I sold that damn mountain bike. I sold it. It's gone. Yeah, he still has a picture. Dude, of you it got on me look. 
you got, like I'm out here in the garage studio, man, and I'm looking over here at the mountain bike, like scared to death. I'm terrified <laughs> of this thing now. Like, hey, anybody want a Trek mountain bike? I got one for sale. Hit me yeah, up. It, it was a killer mountain bike. I just, you know, and I was like, didn't oh, even see the route, man. Right. Yeah, dude, it was awful. I never want to go through Gosh. that again. My goodness. Yeah, it was That's awful. Painful. Hey, dude, I bet we could rig up a, a a bike seat on your new Blue Sky. Man, that'd be dope, wouldn't it? I mean, you know, it'd be, it'd be like pedaling a unicycle, but on the water. <laughs> you guys look good tonight, man. It's kind of it's kind of weird being the one that can see everybody and being hidden over here. I guess no need what? to put any pants on on my end. Ooh. Well, Josh, <laughs> Josh asked before we started, do I have to wear pants during this? Oh, I told Lord. him no, so pants we'll see. Optional. You gotta do. You gotta be free. <laughs> you know. Sam, me and Josh are gonna come smell your beard Saturday morning. Mm. <laughs> I bet you it smells like cedar, doesn't it? It looks like. Oh, I'm using some new stuff. You know, the uh, the wife is. Uh, well, she she's got a cosmetology license. She went to school for that. That's not what she does anymore. But uh, so she she goes to like the fancy cosmetology like shop and gets me all kinds of cool beard stuff so it doesn't help it still looks hideous and uh you know but it smells good yeah that's all she cared she just didn't want to smell right you gotta check out detroit grooming they make some good beard products bro detroit is that what turned yours gray no it's not gray anymore i dyed it oh nice so for for reference for reference for the listener, because we're doing a lot of timeline things here. Um, when is this? When's this going to air, Brian? Oh, dog. Sat- Saturday. Sunday. Saturday. Okay. All right. So yeah, we'll be at the. Uh, what show is it this weekend? I don't even. There's so many. Uh, Tri-State. Tri-State. Tri-State, right? In uh, yep. Hamilton, which is uh, basically a suburb of um, Cincinnati. Columbus, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. On the west yeah. Side. yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there. Going to be hanging out at the Accent Fishing Booth a little bit, uh, talking about spinner baits and buzz baits, and then um, I'm going to walk around and do some uh, some footage for my different channels and Huger Kayak Bassin. Maybe do a little stuff for Paddle and Fin. We'll uh, we'll do some Paddle and Fin go lives. Talk to uh, talk to some of the hosts and go look at some cool products. So that'll be fun. Heck yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I was at uh, we worked that show last year, but when we worked, it was at the uh, Indiana Convention Center right there by the mm-hmm. casinos. And uh, dude, the weather was terrible. It was like yeah. two or three inches of snow. Oh, it was terrible. Show was good though. So it, yeah, uh, last year last year I hit a lot of the southern shows and like some stuff out east. Went to Connecticut. It was in Tennessee. Um, hit some of those shows. So I didn't hit anything close to home. So this year I'm trying to hit some more local stuff. I'm still going to branch out a little bit, but yeah. mostly local stuff. There's so many great shows right here in Indiana, Ohio. Man, Man we got some, you got three, we are lucky. Yeah, three back-to-back big ones. Uh, you guys are going to be rocking on Saturday. It's supposed to be like 64 degrees out. Yeah. I, I'm, Dude, I'm telling you what, man. It's, it's tough. Like, I've committed to go to these shows, but I'm really wanting to go out and uh, – catch my first bass of the year no that's right we got some crappy weather coming in this saturday do we we're yeah. talking about monsoon type rainfalls for most of the midwest yeah yeah, yeah it's gonna start starting here thursday it's gonna be gross 
All right, this is after hours. We're not supposed to talk about the weather. That's like, that's, right. that's like the morning show. That's the morning show. Come on. Ain't let's, nobody let's got time on. for that. <laughs> so Brian. Yep. You know, with the the whole podcast and the success of it in the past half year or whatever, um, what do you feel has been the hardest thing for you? Can I play the fifth? Is this like Scott Butcher's show where I can play no. the fifth? No, no, no. It's after hours. Hot seat. Hot seat. Yeah. You're on it. Got to answer. It's like truth or dare. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> Next person. We stumped the shiller. I think it just... You know, it's, and I'm not like trying to complain about it. It's just the time consumption on my end. Um, you know, just making sure I always got everything uploaded. Like, I always get these messages from Ryan Milford. Hey, bro, this isn't right on the, or like, what did he send the other day? Oh, the season in the, the season didn't show up on the episode. And it, that stuff like that is frustrating to me because that's software that we use to upload our podcast. And then I got to go back in and fix it. I hate doing things twice. <laughs> Sometimes I make that mistake. But review, you know what I mean? We're in nobody's pockets. You know, that's the thing I always worry about. Like, you know, when we all talk about jig master jigs, you know, like I, I personally love them. I use them. Like Same. I don't use any other jig now and that's an honest thing, but because they're a show supporter, I feel sometimes people might look at that like, Oh, we're just saying that because we're supported by that company. But I mean, we're only supported by companies that we believe in. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I so. think most people get that. I, I tend to, I tend to think that most people understand that. Uh, at least I, I want to think that way, that people understand that, you know, we're we're supporting brands because we believe in them and they're supporting us because they believe in us. Um, but I'm sure there are a few out there who well, think it's, it's like, some type uh, of marketing thing. Well, like Josh and Brad, when they interviewed uh, Michelle from Arachnet, you know, she's like, yeah, you know, they brought up some some cons and she's like no i know like that's been our biggest complaint and we're going back to the drawing board and we're making this better this way and this you know that's a company like i could be in line with at least they know there's an issue and they're going about fixing it and they're not hiding from it so to speak right you know um i think that's the key whereas if you get somebody like oh you know but that's the thing too like to that guy's point you know, we've always been fair where we want those folks to come on and talk about the product because if there is a misconception on our end, they can explain that, you know? So, yeah. I mean, but to say that, you know, a bunch of non-educated people is pretty ignorant in my yeah. opinion. Hey, when you want way your to product. Get your product review, bro. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> well, in a great way to fair and unbiased. Yeah. Fair and unbiased product review on its way. Yeah, that guy. Hey, man, I want you guys to uh, review my product, even though you don't know what you're talking about and you're clueless. But here it is, and I want to talk about it. Yeah. yeah luck, we don't but. have like a hundred years of collective fishing experience between the ten of us. 
Well, and there was a situation like, you know, Josh touched on earlier, like next week he's got a podcast that he did with the dude from Rogue Fishing. And that's because Josh bought some of his stuff and then approached him and said, hey, dude, you interested in doing a pod? I kind of dig your stuff, you know? I take it, too. He showed me in person. Oh, did he? He showed you it. He showed me in person. He pulled out this long cord. (laughs) (laughs) He said, look at this, Ricketts. It starts out this size, and it gets stretches real big. I don't know what you folks are doing over there in Ohio, but uh... it's got a handle on it. <laughs> well, so I think I am going to go fishing this weekend instead of going to Columbus. <laughs> it's the cold weather. We're all looking to snuggle mm. <laughs> and smell my beard, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. That's too funny. What's Hicks do? I bet Hicks is in bed, dude. I bet he goes to bed about 8 30, 9 o'clock. What do you think? Well, he still has a curfew. I mean, <laughs> now nah, he's usually until about eleven. Is he he's the a, youngest? He's at eleven o'clock. Is it him or Milford that's the youngest Milford. out of the whole group? Milford. I, think, I, think I don't Milford. even know the ages of anyone, so I might be the youngest. For all what are you? Guess. Twenty-nine. I was gonna say twenty-eight. Guys are close, but thirty. Oh yeah. Okay. The dirty, the dirty 30. The dirty 30. like, why are we talking about this? <laughs> turn, turn 30 uh, in October at the Trail Pro Challenge Championship. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's right. We all wish you happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, was a good, it was a good birthday. So, Brian... Why am I getting all <laughs> Every time there's an awkward transition, Josh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, right. Josh. Yes. What's your next question that you're going to stump me with? Are you happy with the direction that we're headed in? Awkward uh, silence. <laughs> Which I did that intentionally. I did that intentionally. Yeah, you got a crickets background? Yeah, let me see which one it is. Oh, that's not that. <laughs> Susie's there. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> crickets. Crickets. Um, Whoa. Oh, wait, 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 Ricket wait, wait. Crickets. That's that's Ricket's new podcast name. Ricket's Crickets. Ricket's Crickets. <laughs> Ricket Crickets. Dude, they called me Crickets all through high school. <laughs> Ricky Ricardo, Crickets, J Ricks. That's everybody calls me J Ricks. That's just my hometown J-Ricks. nickname. Ricky Ricardo. Because I used to work construction, get real tan. And they said when Did... I laugh, I look Hispanic. So they used to call me Ricky Ricardo. Did they ever throw two words in front of um, J Ricks? Nope. Just J Ricks. What up, J Ricks? What's up, man? Okay. That's how it went down. Oh boy. Um, to answer your question, yes. Would you like me to elaborate? Well, that's I mean, a podcast. You. You're supposed to talk. Yeah. I mean, if we got microphones. Oh. Yeah, that is a microphone. Step on uh, up. You've got the platform. Yeah, I mean, I definitely love the way we're all going. Um, 
you know, we've all had many conversations on upping the quality of our game, so to speak. And I think everybody's been doing that. And, um, but not only that, but, you know, looking at the first six months or whatever of having all these segments and stuff, um, I think we've all really dialed our stuff in from episode one of doing the segment to current, right? Um, you know, there's always that nerves. Like, I always go back to listen to the first ever Paddle and Finn podcast just to remind myself, you know, where this thing started. And uh, you could definitely tell the difference in my confidence between podcast one and podcast one million. I don't know, whatever we're on. But, I mean, that's the thing, right? And we all found our kind of niche, our comfort zones and stuff like that. I mean, I listened to Susie's podcast today, and you listened to her first one. And, you know, her first one, she was kind of nervous. And now she's like, it was good. Like, it was a nice flow of conversation all throughout the episode. And I think it's the same thing with Josh, you know? Like, at first... You know, when it was you and Justin, it it was kind of slow and drawn out. And I think that's a big thing. You find your rhythm. Um, I think because Sam does so many live streams and other things with, um, you know, some of the staffs and stuff he works with, like it was kind of natural for him when he jumped on. I'm sure there was a little bit of nerves there. But and then, I mean, let's be honest, Rick, is just likes to ramble. Rick, it's a rambler. Yep. So, um, you know, he's just a, a natural talker. You know, look at Jay Randall. He's still not out of his shell. Where is that dude, by the way? <laughs> like, my he's goodness. He's in a closet. I haven't seen Literally. Jay Randall since he got, like, zeroed at Madison Chain trying to chase down Pike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the last I saw of him. He's, like, heartbroken over that. And then he's, like, gone into a hiding spot or something no, waiting for Pike season to come around. I just saw him this weekend. I fly fished with him on Sunday. Oh, good for you. I said, yeah. I haven't seen him. So well, I don't care that you're hiding in the same rock, under the same rock as him. Well, yep. you know. I miss his dimples. He's got <laughs> the best dimples any dude. Jay, I miss Jay, the man. I will say, Jay does have some very nice dimples. He's got the best dimples. You can tell he's a lady killer, man. He flashes them suckers up there. Night, night. <laughs> A lot of nice things about Jay. <laughs> I love Jay Randall. He's my homie. Jay's good dude. He's a good dude. He's he's been doing a lot of shooting sports. It looks like lately, right? Shooting and yeah. uh, archery. Yeah, we him and I Man. actually talked to Susie about that one night. He won't shut up about the open invitation that Susie gave him to come down to the farm and shoot guns. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, but Ooh, uh, what's on the farm? What kind of like you got? What's all down there? You got animals to shoot or targets <laughs> to shoot? Uh, we just got a lot we of farm. <laughs> we got a lot of farmland. So um, uh, my parents farm about 2,600, 2,700 acres of wow. corn and soybeans. And um, where I grew up, uh, my parents' house, um, there's a creek that runs by and we see deer all the time. And of course, coyotes. And so... Um, if anything, like, you know, we'll just, you know, shoot at the coyotes that come at night or whatever. But uh, I actually grew up shooting a 12-gauge at Blackbirds. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, no one behind our house for, like, miles. So yeah, You were we don't blasting Blackbirds with a 12-gauge? Yeah. 
Susie's a badass, dude. She's like, you're squawking too loud. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear well, a funny, <laughs> funny shotgun coyote story? So uh, a friend of mine, he's got a bunch of uh, family farmland, central Illinois. We used to go down there deer hunting. And uh, we go to the old farmhouse that um, his grandparents lived in. And now his one cousin lives there. And uh, we were staying there while we were hunting on one of the plots of land or whatever. And I remember the first time I came over there, it's got this beautiful gun case, you know. And it's got all these, you know, rifles, shotguns, handguns, whatever in it. Um, It's just like a windowed gun case. But there's a 12-gauge sitting next to the window next to the Lazy Boy. And there was empty spots in the gun case. And I'm like, why do you keep a 12-gauge out right next to your Lazy Boy? It's like in the wintertime, them damn coyotes run up and down the ditch, so I just open the window and blast away. <laughs> Dude sits in his lazy boy blasting coyotes out of his front window. <laughs> so, do, you, do any of you hunt? Or any of you? I haven't uh, since 09, I think. I haven't okay. hunted in two years just because my folks moved and I used to hunt off their land and I strictly bow hunted. And once they moved, I uh, didn't have anywhere to go other than public land. And I don't like fighting that. I would totally hunt. I've, I've never been a hunter. Um, so I would, I would totally do it. But it's like it's another hobby I don't have time for. First of it's all, expensive too. it's super expensive, especially just to get started. But the thing That's, is, I yeah. love, I love wild game though. Like yeah. I love eating all those things, you know, um, you basically but, have one initial investment when you first get into it, um, which yeah, it could be a couple grand, but, um, I didn't start hunting till I think I was like thirty. Mm. Yeah, but is a couple grand? Is that is that realistic? I mean, you gotta have you gotta have a couple different, like two or three different no, styles. No, not necessarily. Guns, ammo, no. camo, like, licensing, well, permits. Well, for bow hunting, you need your bow, and I yeah. mean, you can find a nice used bow for like five hundred bucks. Five. Five hundos, pretty good. Bow. And then yeah, you need some camo, uh, tree stand. I mean, you could get into it for a G. Yeah, yeah, but but you don't have. I mean, you can hunt from a ground blind, a cheap ground blind, and if you get on the camo hype train, yeah. Um, and let's just let, that's a real thing. A camo hype train is is real because you can get by with Walmart camo depending on yeah. the hunting situation, you know. But mm. and if you if you are a bow hunter, obviously you'll need a bow, but you need you can also decide, hey, I maybe want to I, I want to use shotgun or rifle depending on what state, man. So Ohio, you can use pistol caliber rifles or muzzle loaders and shotguns right so i have a nice muzzle loader and that's what i used all through gun season even during regular shotgun season i just use my muzzle loader but um so yeah i mean if you're savvy you can get uh, well under a thousand and get out there and hunt you know but if you get mm-hmm. into it like we get in a fishing buckle mm-hmm. up it's going to get expensive here's yeah. a question what's the weirdest wild game you've ever ate you're asking me yeah um yeah kangaroo probably kangaroo that's like exotic animal bro dude i've had it all man i've had it all so again i worked at gander mountain for a while and i mean everyone that worked there 
hunted. So we had all kinds of great stuff in our lunchroom, like, um, you know, everything. The carry-ins are like, let's make it as weird as possible. (laughs) Really? It was. I will tell you, though, one of the most surprising when I tried it, I thought it was going to be disgusting. And actually, everyone told me that it was not probably going to be great. But I still tried it, and I actually really liked it. It was barbecued goose. Yeah. I I was – I wanted to try <laughs> like it. You know? meat. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, they went on a goose hunt, and they came back, and they barbecued all this, this goose up, and it was – really great i mean of course they added a lot of spices and and different rubs and things like that but i thought it was, it was kind of greasy yeah um, yeah but it was good greasy i had good. goose once and it tasted like liver dude it was disgusting i was like <laughs> this is terrible get this shit out of here Susie, Susie, what if what's the weirdest thing you've had like that i don't know um i haven't had a lot of game before um Squirrel? No, I've never had squirrel. Rabbit? No. I had both of those. I I like both those. Rabbit uh rabbit and squirrel stew. Yeah. Had that a few times, you know, where it's like cubed up and stuff. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. I don't I just saw a video that the, the Guggen squad put out and they, they trapped some raccoons and then fried them up. Oh no. That flare oh. dude. What? Yeah. Who? Who do Raccoon? I need to go after? He's off the hook, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Who do I need to go after? They trapped your family members, Dude. bro. The trash pandas, they <sighs> fried them up in some oil. <laughs> How dare they? I've yeah, always wanted to try squirrel. I heard it was really good, though. Yeah, it's kind of oily, but it it tastes like nuts and berries. It can be a little tough, too, if it's not cooked correctly. Yeah, if you overcook it, it gets rubbery, kind of like venison. Huh. Did you just say it tastes like nuts and berries? I think that totally... Yeah. <laughs> that was like so a minute and a half ago, dude. I was going to say, where you been? <laughs> but I just, Welcome again, to the conversation, Sam. Thank you. Again, uh, I'm not a great skills. listener. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So what do you shoot down there at your farm, Susie? When you go shotgun, pistols? Because you uh, guys in Illinois got some pretty tight gun laws going on there. Yeah. Yeah, but you could smoke now. Yeah, that's true. Um oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> smoke. I'm not water. condoning anything. I'm just saying that's a law now. It it is. Um, no, yeah, like I've, I've had shooting days, uh, out at the house. Um, I haven't had one in quite a while, but, uh, like I've got some friends who like, man, anything under the sun is possible. Like, um, you know, Rugers, Nines, um, a friend of mine has an AK, uh, you know, shotguns, double barrel shotguns, you name yeah. it. It's probably there. So we just set out targets and uh, just have a ball. So Can I bring my mini gun? Sure. Why not? <laughs> All right, cool. Susie's <laughs> starting the Illinois militia down there in central Man. Illinois. I'm telling you, Virginia is uh, popping have off, isn't it? Protesters yeah. now. You ever yeah. seen the movie Blues Brothers? Come a long on. time ago. Really? 
Dude. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. That's my favorite movie of all time. How old are you? How old am I? Yeah. I'm about to be 38. She at 40. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> oh, dude. I found a great I'm... chest hair the other day. I got to keep dealing with you and Randall on the OG show. I ain't going to make it to 40. <laughs> it's a blessing. Brian, when's your birthday? I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard him not answer this many questions or avoid it. You guys are putting me on the platform. What was it? Or on the on the spot. What was your first question that was like something? Oh, what's my biggest aggravation on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, that was when shit doesn't upload, right? Um. My birthday is February 13th. Oh, it's coming up. Ooh. Day before Valentine's Day. I'm going to send you some pictures. I got a present for you. I'm really scared about that comment. <laughs> <laughs> Eldridge holds up the catfish bait. It's the community catfish bait. It'll get around to everybody. <laughs> I'm going to send a squirt to everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Over the weekend when Randall was up here, he was talking about wanting to go out catfishing. And I was like, well, call up Eldridge. He's got the bait for you, bro. Hey, speaking of catfish, man, when uh, camera gear comes in, I got a dude lined up. That's a uh, pretty good catfish. Remember, we're going to talk about it. Kind of rep the catfish. Oh, oh, I out thought you were going to like catfish somebody online. Do some prank calls. That would be great, dude. Oh, you know, that's something I haven't thought about since I've had the kayak is go my my uncle growing up, him, his family was really big into catfishing and he would take me out on the uh, the river and John Bose and stuff, you know, and, and go catfishing. Man, catch 30, 40, 50, this massive catfish. Huge. Yeah. Dude, that would be fun in a kayak. Be a little catfish scary, anglers but... get no love out there, man. They don't get really represented at all. And they, I mean, they catch some monster fish. Well, that's because the rights sector isn't out there representing them, you know, like kind of like the kind of hardcore big river guys catching the big ones like that. They don't they don't get out there and talk about it, you know? Yeah. The guys you see anywhere media wise are the dudes sitting there with their blue nightcrawler containers leaving a trash behind after they got drunk with their buddies all night long. That drives me. I see that all the time. Living on the Ohio River, dude, it's insane. I mean, that's. You know, I pack as much stuff. I have a, a day pack I carry when I bank fish, you know, and I'll I'll throw crap in there, but it's it's ridiculous. But yeah, dude, like you know, I guess though we gotta look at it this way. We all got so tied into bass fishing that this that's kind of where we're at. Like we're all friends with bass fishermen. We're all we talk about it. We have a pod about it. We're all watching videos about it, following people who bass fish, you know. So. I mean, I'm sure there's a. What do you think a... the draw is? What? Why? Why do you think that is? I mean, you know, you've got crappie tournaments and like diehard crappie guys and stuff like that, and catfish and 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 guys who target muskie and guys who. Tar- but there's nothing like the bass fishing world. Why? Why do you? That's where the it... money's at. Yeah, that's it. There yeah, but so but before that, money. before the money was there, it was it was like that too though, right? Like, well, the... I, I think you got to look at too. You know, bass is just. It's a more unique fish compared to a catfish. I mean, 
I don't think you necessarily need, I don't want to say skill, but you don't need the shots fired cat fisherman. He said, no, skill. I didn't. I'm no, not there's a skill. difference. So in my opinion, if you have, you kind of, it's what I like to compare it to. If you have borderline ADHD problems, kayak fishing is for you. Because you're constantly on the move, you're constantly switching around that sort of thing. And catfishing is more of a, it can be more of a chill weight. And, you know, they're skilled to it. You got to find the fish, you got to learn baits, all that kind of stuff, you know. But for if you're antsy, bass fishing is where it's at, you know. Yeah, very true. Yeah, it's the action. I think that answers the question right there. It's the action, you know, that nonstop action. Yeah, this I guy find... I got lined up. He's not your traditional catfisherman. He don't throw a line out there, just soak it and wait and wait and wait and wait. Dude, he's he's pretty tactical, man. He'll get on the water, he'll find all this riprap, fallen trees and stuff like that, and he'll maneuver his kayak to where it's resting up right beside there. And he'll drop it down five or six feet of water, 10, 15, 20 minutes. If nothing hits, he moves on. But when it hits, dude, it's like like severe action man one-on-one right then and there it's and you can't sleep on it so you can't not pay attention to your rod because you have this drag set there's no bait clicker it's like wham and it's on you know it's yeah it's pretty cool he's he's got a real popular youtube channel too man he's a good dude so let's plug it what's that youtube channel i'll go i'll go sub right now it's uh float fish adventures it used to be tactical kayak angler guy's name is denny he's a good dude so he's got some killer catfish video out there. Is and he he's, Ohio? You know, he's sponsored. No, he's out uh, Iowa, I believe. He's he's sponsored by Whisker Seekers. Tackle. Iowa. Yeah. Iowa. Iowa or Nebraska. Somewhere somewhere out west. Iowa. So Ricketts, yeah. Ricketts, Ricketts. What's up? What's when up, what's up? are we going to hear the first podcast? Man, so originally Ouch. I was gonna have it the first week of January. To... So, and then I get on this, I'm going to upgrade everything, you know? Yeah. So that's when all new equipment, microphone, boards, camera gear is coming in. And so, yeah. Underwear. So I get the camera underwear. <laughs> um, I'm hoping to have everything ready to go by next week. We'll be live. You're going to be on Saturdays or Sundays? Sundays. I think Sunday's cool, man. Nice chill episode every, every other Sunday, maybe two, two times a month. Every other Sunday. Yeah, then the OG show every week, we think. Oh, I still got to talk to you? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't last, listen to the beginning part of this podcast. So, so I, uh, Ricketts, I ended up getting a, uh, a boom mount for the mic and a shock and the shock absorber. I got lights coming tomorrow and a pop filter it's getting official man what lights did you get did you order off amazon yeah they were only like 30 bucks they were like these led lights so yeah we'll see i got a lot of lighting in here it's just this side is kind of i i took the lamp down when i put up the the boom so um normally this side's lit up so i think i might see if somebody needs a light um, I, is it, I know Perry could use one. He's tends to be looking like he's sitting in a dark. I know Dustin sometimes looks like he's sitting in a dark too. So 
I'm about to upgrade my lighting too because it's pretty harsh. It doesn't take much, really, in my opinion. So, yeah. But. Amazon, you can find tons of cheap lighting on there too. So. This one's just a desktop one. It's uh, like a square with like 60 LEDs in it or something like that. Mm-hmm. It came with two of them for 34 bucks, 35 bucks. So we'll see. I think it plugs in a USB also. Nice. I'm not 100% sure what I bought, though, to be honest. I was like, ah, that looks simple and cheap. <sighs> Some of the best things in life are simple and cheap. Like Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get wow. his attention. Well, I'm that's, just trying to get your attention while you're staring at your phone. That's nice. That was real nice. All three of them are staring staring at their phone. Look, Susie's got her eyes down. Sam's got his down. Brian's got his down. Some some of us have text. to work. <laughs> I'm just paying attention here, man. I'm uh, over here creating graphics for the show. I my goodness. Give Jeez. me a brace. So what, what shows is everybody gonna be at? Fishing shows. I know Sam put up a long ass schedule, so we'll skip him. I think we just lost Sam too. At least He froze. Video yeah. my, oh, oh, there he is. Oh. my internet my internet's going going out on me. No, he just looks like he's stoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. Yeah, let man. me let me break out my schedule, bro. Oh, uh, we lost him. I don't see him on there anymore. So I know it'll be me and Ricketts and Brad. We will be at um oh gosh, what's it called? Why did I just forget the name of the one? Cincinnati Travel Sports yeah. and Boat Show. <laughs> Boat Show. And it's the seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's seventeen from five to yeah. eight and then nine to five on the Weekend. Uh, weekend, yeah. That's in um, that's in Cincinnati. That is what? No, Brian. That's next starts next weekend actually. Next weekend, yeah. And so we got two weekends of that, and then we don't have another show until the end of February into March. It's like the twenty eighth through the first or something, right? Correct. Yeah. And that's the Cincinnati Fishing Expo, which is a extension of what was the columbus fishing expo and it, it's so popular in columbus that they're going to do one in cincinnati this year so it's going to be huge it's a fun cincinnati. one have you been to the columbus one before ricketts no never been up there but i heard it was a blast it is it's cool it's fun yeah and then we're doing seminars on that one me you and hicks yeah. and Nate. Yeah. Yeah. it's gonna be hilarious dude they're only 30 minutes thank god but it's, it's all three days <laughs> What are you going to talk about? Cold water, cold water kayaking. Me and Josh are, and then Hicks and Nate are going to talk about intro to kayak fishing. So, cold water expert right here, bro. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Suze? I'll be like, here's what you do: you go up, take your boot off, stick your foot in it, and go hell no, and walk away. Uh, I'll be at the um, Schomburg show. Yeah. Uh, that's what, like two and a half weeks away or something like that? Correct. Yeah. It's the weekend of the 24th or something. Something like that. Yeah. So I'll be there Friday afternoon until Sunday afternoon. Nice. Quest booth? Yep. 
You doing any other shows with them? Uh, maybe Jeff hasn't um, sent out if uh, I think he's going to the what was it called? Tinley Park, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he might be doing that. I'm not certain yet. So. Very cool. I will be at the Chicago show as well. Well, it's in Schaumburg, but it's called the Chicago Outdoor Fishing and Travel Show. I'll be there Thursday through Sunday. I got the Rockford Boat Show. I believe that's in February. And then the Madison Fishing Show. Nice. That's usually three days, Friday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then I might go to Ohio one day for one of those shows. Nice. Don't wow. hurt yourself. You're you're thinking real hard, bro. <laughs> Who me? Yeah, you. It's just. Um, so yeah, I got a good question. Sam Sam's already released his schedule. Sam's show schedule looks like his tournament schedule next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it must be nice to have a lot of time on it. Here's a here's a good one. Maybe wow. we can we'll we'll do this as a wrap up, okay? I think we should all commit one bait this year, right? To catch a fish on and make it weird. Like, or not necessarily weird, but just something that you don't see very often. Anybody got anything in mind? I got one. I'm staring at it right now. A wacky rigged crayfish. That's no, dude, no, because that's that's almost how you fish an actual crate live crayfish, basically. Wacky rig? Sort of, yeah. You you fish crayfish in a <laughs> weird way, my man. You hook them in the tail. No, I'm talking about putting a hook through the center of the body. Right. But, I mean, that's like, what, that far off? <laughs> Saying, I'm talking about find something weird, man. Like you know, what? Like, a... like the banjo minnow or something? <laughs> it don't have to be an infomercial. It, it can be a lure, but just like something. What about like the, um, the bottle cap lures, <laughs> you know? The spinners that are made out of bottle caps. I've seen those fishing lures that look like penises. I'll send you a couple of those, Josh. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Josh is just putting his head down. Josh got a beard, too. He's got that perfect little uh, short stubby beard going on. With the salt and pepper, dude. He yep. that salt and pepper pretty good. Yeah, he does, man. He's getting too much, uh, too much salt Susie, in mine. Check out Susie's new beard. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's one of those sweet stashes. Yeah. You need to grease the ends of it, you know, with the curly Q, and then you'll be Susie Q. Susie, your uh, your Hobie sticker's gone vertical. Yeah. Damn it. Has anybody here ever called Susie on her cell phone? No. Why? <laughs> oh, yeah, got... I did. Well, we met at Turkey Bowl. Oh, and yeah, then... that's right. She had yeah, she's got that ring back tone, and it's cl- cl- well, uh, wait, Clarence what? Beardwater. CCR. What? Yeah. You have a ring back tone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's Susie Q. And she always picks up the damn phone, and I'm like... I was jamming out, bro. Like, why'd you answer? Just hang up. I'll call you it back. It is 2020. 
You cannot have a ring back tone. Hey, I dig it, man. I'm jealous. I used to have a ring back tone back in the day. Can you believe people paid five bucks a month to have that? Yeah. Mine's like a dollar a year. Yeah, now it's like 99 cents a year. But it's like five bucks a month to have unlimited ring back tones. Stupid. So can you imagine like you get a call, man, you get to hear some Beastie Boys or, you know, whatever, man. Yeah, that'll just... get me all hyped up to talk to Joe. No, bro. When I call you, you answer on the first ring. I don't want to listen to some damn music. I want to talk to you. I want to hear that sexy voice. Oh, my gosh. We're so getting ring... Um, I want ring back tones. Like, Sam's getting all worked up. I don't really call people that often anyway. I just <laughs> message them. <laughs> you want to talk? Cool. Let's get on Skype and record it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much how it all all went down good. this evening. Yeah, that's how I've been calling Brian lately. I'm like, Brian, texting. You want to jump on Skype real quick? I gotta test some stuff. Yeah. It's alright. Oh man. I ended up being on the phone with Sam, so it worked out. See. That's how it then, all starts. Sam, then like, we, we pulled, should record this. Yeah. Then we pulled Susie in. She was like, what the hell did I get into? And now Ricketts is like sitting there, you know, <laughs> running his fingers through his beard going, God, just God, I just was. I literally just was doing that. <laughs> Dude, you're, you're fucking creep me out, man. I don't even have a, hand, a camera. I'm outside your window, it. bro. On a ladder <laughs> looking in. Wow. Dude, that was hilarious. I literally was just doing that. Like, damn, my beard's soft tonight. So, if anybody so is talking still smack about me, this... you guys want to hear something funny that Ricketts and I are contemplating doing? So, we uh, ordered some NRS dry suits. And we are thinking about shooting our own let's fall into the water video and see how we react. Oh, yeah. And we're bringing Brad Hicks along for the trip. I like it. <laughs> I Please like bring safety personnel with you. Yeah, like, we're we're going to the lake. We're going to be out on the beach, just yeah. a few feet of water. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We're going to build Not a fire or reentry. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm sure the local like fire department would gladly come out and and help you test that experience. But please don't like go jump off your kayaks or cut a hole and try and be polar bears why not you can't dude. tell me that's not good tv bro yeah actually Lots of dude, things we have great tv does we have a jackson kusa at the shop that we had to drill holes in the bottom because it was uh it came in damaged when it got shipped and it's just strapped to a tree and we always throw a joke out there that one of the homeless people in Rockford are going to take it and try paddling across the river instead of having to go up the hill and walk across the bridge. So we could do that, like see who can make it the furthest before the boat sinks, like crossing the river. Yeah, that but would be hilarious. How would you have that competition if it just sinks <laughs> on yeah. the first person? Well, competition's over. <laughs> Josh ruined it. Shallow river. Bring yeah. it back up. Yeah. I mean, we got a shallow river up the road. 
Doesn't that weigh like four or five hundred pounds, six hundred pounds at that point? There'll be a bunch of us there. <laughs> Come on. Susie left that with a I'm, pinky. I'm yeah. totally down. I'm not trying to knock it. I'm, I'm for sure in. We'll make Travis go first. Yeah, that's a great idea. Those that don't know Travis, he's uh, one of the managers over at Rocktown. Rocktown's he's a, finest. He's a goofy, goofy little dude. If you've never met Travis. Brian's going to be hating having to edit this and go back and like, eh, we probably should cut that out. Eh, we might need to cut that out. Uh, I need to fast forward through that. That'll be all right. Believe that. Mm, that was not, that was probably not good. It'll be all right. I'll work it out. Work my magic. All right. We're so we're we going to end this thing. Let's do it. Let's end this thing. All right. What are we, what are we going out on? Crickets. Where's the crickets? Let me find them. Hang on. Let me find them. There we go. Here's rim shot. You want to hear rim shot? Ooh, let's hear the rim shot. That was it. Here, here's the harp. I should have played that, that on the like... bike story. <laughs> I was going to say that sounds like soft corn porn music. <laughs> and I mean, I your mountain bike story just fits that perfectly. So here's a, oh here's the intro music. Let's see what this sounds like. Okay, a little vibing. I don't, you know, I don't know what other sound effects this thing's got. I'm going to have to type up an apology email to all of my sponsors right now. <laughs> oh, It'll no. be fine. It'll be fine. It's, it's going to take him like three months to edit this. <laughs> He's like, I keep going through, man, and I think it's good. And then there's just this one slip up somebody has. Start all Somebody over. said pornography. <laughs> oh, that was me. That's what he's thinking. That was me. I said it. <laughs> well, oh, man. All right. On that note, tight lights. It's smooth. <laughs> I want to say smooth sailing. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to After Hours with the Pal and Finn host. <laughs> We'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye-bye. Have a good night, y'all. <laughs> Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N in Finn.com. Also, check out YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at Paddle and Finn. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Leveling Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jigmasters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. 
It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. 